Thanks for joining me on this Cleveland Baseball Morning. The final from Progressive Field in Cleveland. It's the Kansas City Royals 5, the Cleveland Guardians 2. I'm Davey Barris, lifelong Cleveland baseball fan, and I want to talk about the actual game on the field, the thing I enjoy watching baseball being played. And uh, at, at this point, it's, it's barely Cleveland baseball mornings. It's about to be Cleveland midday uh, here. But uh, unfortunately, uh, I was up all night with a, a sick baby. And uh, those of you that are parents understand what those nights are like. So uh, this is really my only opportunity. I'm running on about an hour's worth of sleep. So this was my first opportunity to sit down and record. We're going to do a short episode. It's going to be a quick episode because, frankly... I didn't feel the effort from the Guardians uh, yesterday in this game. Maybe it's just Zach Greinke's slow curveball lulled them to sleep. But in uh, in what could have been branded as opening day 2.0, uh, I feel like the Guardians, this should have been the opening series of the baseball season. But of course, it got postponed because of those labor agreements over, this, over the winter. You remember that situation? That feels like a lifetime ago. Uh, they postponed this series. Uh, they kicked everything back a week into April, and uh, now we're playing this series here at the end of the season. So I thought they could have had some fun yesterday with uh, you know some fun branding as opening day 2.0 or V2 or whatever you want to call it. Uh, but no, they just they're just getting it over with. I mean, literally everybody there felt like they were getting it over with. Uh, both the TV broadcast and the radio broadcast both commented on how small the crowd was, and I mean. Don't blame the Clevelanders. It's a game that wasn't supposed to be played at the uh, beginning of October on a Monday. Of course, there's not going to be a big crowd. Uh, they say the attendance was 18,000. I'm guessing that's the tickets that were sold way before uh, this series ever had to be played. I doubt there were that many people there last night. So uh, it was a weird game. Uh, it's a weird series, right? The, the energy wasn't quite there. Uh, clearly, the guys are just kind of getting... Uh, a little bit of rest and relaxation before the uh, before the playoff series start, and you know that's not something you want to necessarily see between the white lines. Like, kind of need the guys to give a little better effort out there. And there were some lazy plays, there were some errors, there was, yeah, there were some moments where we could have used a little bit of hustle, and it just the edge wasn't there. Uh, the Royals were still playing hard, you know, they're fighting for everything they can to make the ball club next year, frankly. And uh, so they're rookies, you know, their young guys are still playing hard. Granky's out there and maybe his last start ever. Uh, does he pick up the win in his last start? No, he probably doesn't pick up the win. They won an extra inning. So no, he doesn't pick up the win. But uh, yeah, so their guys were still playing pretty hard. And they end up uh, winning this thing in extra innings. Uh, five to two, a three run home run. I mean, it was really the big storyline in the game. Uh, we do get this thing into a 2-2 tie into the 10th. Both Granky and McKenzie pitch decently. They both give decent starts, give their team a chance. Uh, Eli Morgan does a great job in relief. Two innings of relief, two strikeouts, no hits, no runs, no walks. Uh, so he gets us there. And then, I mean, this is just... You're not going to see this in the playoffs. I'm sorry, Kirk McCarty is not coming in unless he's the last pitcher left. Unless this is like the 15th inning and he's the only guy left out there, Kirk McCarty's probably not coming in to pitch in extra innings. You know, especially in the ninth and the 10th innings. So, clearly saving some arms. And uh, yeah, Kirk McCarty's left out there for two innings. Uh, and then to kick off the 10th inning, it just does not go the Guardians' way. 
Uh, so it starts with Michael Taylor. He hits into a fielder's choice. He smacks one right at Gabriel Arias at shortstop. And Arias decides to go to third base to try to get the runner at third base, who I'm guessing since he made the last out would be Hunter Dozier. Uh, so he tries throwing to third. This time, he actually gets the ball to Ramirez, but he's got to throw it around the runner again. And, you know, Ramirez just can't grab it and get the tag back uh, on the runner. So they, they probably actually have Dozier out at third base if he can hold on to this thing. But it's an awkward play. It goes as another error um, on Gabriel Arias. Uh, so uh, they got runners at the corner. Arias just, he had another one, a ridiculously hard smash that hit off his glove for a base hit earlier in the game. And I'm just not seeing what I was expecting to see defensively from Gabriel Arias. I was expecting to see uh, basically Andres Jimenez. That's what, I was, that's what I was expecting to see. I was expecting to see a glove on that level. I'm I'm sure I'm sure the talents there we're just not seeing it right now. He's making bad decisions with the ball and he's just not smooth out there. So uh they get runners on the corner. Drew Waters comes up who is just having an am- amazing series against us. I mean, uh Hamilton said it. If this guy plays against the Guardians every day, he'd be in the Hall of Fame. Uh but uh he comes up against Kirk McCarty and McCarty's working him high in a way. Gives him a fastball high and away uh, that he fouls off. Goes high and away again with a fastball that he, uh, way up there that he lays off for a 1-1 count. Comes back with a cutter up and away from the lefty. There's a lefty on a right-handed hitter. Uh, so gets the called strike on the cutter up there on the outside edge. Okay, so he's gone in that location. He's going to try to change the eye level. He decides to go with a slider down and in. Normally, I would not, you know say this is a bad decision. If you're working this guy away this much, I might try to throw a backdoor slider down and away first and get him reaching out over the plate. But they decide to go down and in, and he just leaves it up. He leaves it up. If this thing's down at the knees, he probably gets the strikeout. Or below the knees, he probably gets the strikeout. But he leaves it up there. A nice... It's not a spinner, right? We talk about that sometimes where you could just leave a spinner, a slider spinning in the middle of the plate. This thing slid. It broke. Uh, it just broke right into the barrel of his bat. I mean, just off the middle of the plate, right below the belt, a nice spot for a righty to turn on a slider, to turn on a breaking ball, and he crushes this thing 101.7 miles per hour, 379 onto the home run porch in left field for a big three-run home run. And, I mean, that was it. That, that was the uh, that was the game right there. A three-run home run in the top of the 10th. The Guardians couldn't muster anything in the bottom of the 10th. Uh, Andres Jimenez a few times came up with a runner on base and a chance to score late in the game and can't get it done. He strikes out to end the game. So uh, that was the big moment, the big, I mean, that was the game right there. That three-run home run, boom. Uh, The Guardians did not have anything in the tank to compete with that. Uh, They do scratch across some runs early. So uh, the Royal score in the uh, second inning, Drew Waters again. Uh, hits a ridiculously slow grounder to first base. Uh, it's with two outs. It's with runners on second and third. And it's a situation where Owen Miller, he fields this grounder, but him and McKenzie aren't communicating, and nobody really covers first base. McKenzie pulls up. Owen Miller pulls up to flip the ball to him. I don't know if it's just... 
I don't want to blame Owen Miller for everything at first base, but I, I kind of do in this game. Um, I don't know if it's just a lack of communication right there. If someone should be, someone should be calling, someone should be talking. Someone should be, you know, I got it, I got it, I got it, or get to the bag, get to the bag, you know, something, uh, some way of communication. Instead, there's no communication, and they both end up staring at each other three steps off first base while the runner is safe and the run comes in to score. So a bad play at first base, that's unacceptable in the playoffs. That will be unacceptable in the playoffs. So they've definitely got to get those guys out there and literally make them run that drill. Uh, a spring training drill. Make them run it on your off day before the playoffs because that is unacceptable come playoff time. Uh, there was another one with Owen Miller in the first inning where Andres Jimenez came like charging in from right field and uh, threw wide of Owen Miller. I think it was the leadoff runner Melendez, the first runner in the game. And eventually Melendez would throw, get thrown out stealing second base to end that threat. So end the first inning actually. So it wouldn't be a problem. But again, I thought Owen Miller was a little bit extended. He does this. He extends before the throw comes, which means he's off balance once the throw comes. He can't adjust as well to a bad throw. And he short arms it a little bit because he's worried about colliding with the runner, which is understandable to a point. Uh, I I just think a, a great first baseman would have helped Andres Jimenez out in that situation uh, and would have snagged that thing. Instead, it hits off Owen Miller's glove and that leadoff runner is safe. It's also a weird play for Andres Jimenez because how many times does he come charging straight in from right field and then have to throw to first base? It's not an angle that he throws very often. So all around some awkward plays around Owen Miller at first base in this game. Uh, the Guardians would answer back, though. Uh, Stephen Kwan hits into a ground out, uh, into a fielder's choice. Um, they get Gabriel uh, Ar- Gabriel Arias scores. Miles Straw is out at second second and Quan is safe at first it's another example of how the guardian speed I mean this is not something that's gonna you know it's not a guy stealing a base or legging out an infield single but being able to stay out of the double play is one thing speed can do and there's plenty of it in this lineup we've seen it before this season where straw has been able to stay out of some double plays and other guys have been able to stay out of double plays because they hustled down that first baseline and Quan does here and he gets the run across Nice job going bottom to top in the lineup to get a run across. So, Quan picks up an RBI in this one. He also had a hit and a walk, so he was doing some things offensively. The top of the order actually didn't do too bad. Uh, Brennan had two hits. Jose Ramirez had a hit and a walk, so he's on base twice. Oscar Gonzalez had uh, two hits, including a double and a run scored. So, uh, a good job from the top of the Guardians offense. And Francona did it. He did it. He he somehow figured out how to erase shortstop from the number two spot in the lineup. Uh, it wasn't Gabriel Arias playing shortstop, batting second. He dropped him down to seventh and let Will Brennan bat second. I thought it was written in permanent marker. I really thought SS was right there next to the number two spot in the lineup and couldn't be erased. But he figured out how to do it uh, and let Brennan bat behind Quan. Uh, so the guys are on base. It just couldn't deliver, man. They had opportunities uh, to maybe put ahead the uh, go-ahead run late in this game, and they just didn't do it. They did a good job of answering back in the sixth inning, though. Uh, the Royal score on a sacrifice fly. Uh, Massey gets one out there to right field. Bobby Witt Jr. comes in from third to score. So they do a good job of taking a lead right there. That was off Cody Morris. Cody Morris got himself into a little bit of trouble. Uh, but, you know, he's able to... 
in in a in a start in a normal situation, giving up one run won't be that big of a deal on a sack fly. If this were playoff time, man, every run is just a mountain to climb. So uh, we'll see what kind of situations Cody Morris gets used in come playoff time. And then uh, the Guardians do answer back, though. Uh, we get a fielding error of our own on the opposite side. This time, Bobby Wood Jr. can't handle a... Uh, he comes charging in and can't handle. It just doesn't stick in his glove. A Gabriel Arias grounder. And uh, Oscar Gonzalez is able to come in to score. Arias safe at first. Once again, speed hustle down the base path is a big deal. If that's Austin Hedges running, he probably still throws him out. Uh, so we're able to even things out, but we just can't have the big hit, the go-ahead hit late in the game. We had runners on, we just couldn't come up with it. Uh, the other thing I want to point out is Bo Naylor finally made some contact. He flew out to center field twice. Uh, his last one actually was like a hard-hit ball. It was a legit Shot to center field. Uh, he lined out at 104.2 mile per hour exit velocity. It had a 620 at bat expected batting average. It was just like right at Michael Taylor in center field. So Bo Naylor showing a little bit of life. He came in and uh, spelled Austin Hedges uh, after the starter came out of the game. So at least nice to see a little bit of life from his bat. And then the last thing I want to talk about is uh, Granky. It's probably the last time we see Granky pitch. And uh, he's been great against Cleveland all season. He has one strikeout in this game, and it is just a looping, ridiculous, slow curveball to Oscar Gonzalez with the bases loaded. Uh, Straw had singled. Uh, Will Brennan had singled in the third. Uh, Jose Ramirez had walked. Uh, so they had the bases loaded, and Oscar Gonzalez comes up. Oh, this is right. This is after Quan hits into his force out. So, uh, Quan's on at first base. Arias had come in to score. Uh, Brennan had singled. Ramirez walks to load the bases. Gonzalez comes up with the bases loaded. And he throws him a ridiculously slow curveball. Under 70 miles per hour. Just this big looping slow curve. And the poor guy just can't do anything with it. Um, I'm trying to find the at-bat here. So the first pitch, he misses away with a curveball. Comes back with an inside changeup that he follows off. Comes back with an inside fastball that he follows off. And then he goes back away with the slow looping curveball. Goes back to the first pitch of the at-bat. This time it's right on the outside edge. 69.9 miles per hour. It's his only strikeout of the day. It's his only whiff on the curveball. I mean, Granky is not getting many whiffs these days. And uh, Oscar Gonzalez goes down with the bases loaded. This... <laughs> Nasty stuff from Granky right there. The veteran gets the rookie uh, with the slow, slow, ridiculous curveball. So uh, I wanted to shout that out because obviously it was a pivotal moment in the game with the bases loaded. Uh, like I said, Granky did not get many whiffs. Five whiffs on 40 swings, but plenty of called strikes to get a respectable CS. 22 called strikes to get a CSW up to 26. Meanwhile, on the other side, McKenzie was pretty good. Uh, he did rack up a few strikeouts there. A few on curveballs, a few on fastballs. In five innings, he gives up four hits, one run, uh, no walks, and four strikeouts. Uh, what was working for McKenzie on this one? He was getting some whiffs on everything. Five whiffs on a fastball, four on the slider, three on the curve. It's good for a 31% whiff rate on the day. Add in some called strikes, it's a 33% CSW total on the day. So uh, McKenzie was pretty sharp. I thought it was a nice tune-up start for him. 
uh, pretty respectable from him, giving up that one run over five innings. Uh, I think this McKenzie uh, in a playoff series, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch Tristan McKenzie in a playoff series. MVP for the day. Why not? Let's give it to Tristan McKenzie. I mean, nobody's really standing out here. Maybe Cody, uh, Eli Morgan for his two relief innings of shutout baseball, but McKenzie with a nice solid start as his tune up. So sure. Why not? MVP on the day. Uh, it wasn't really a day for MVPs on this one. Like I said, it was a pretty sloppy game, but I'm giving the award to McKenzie on the day. All right, that's all my thoughts on this one. I think we've uh, we've given this game about as much as we can give. You know, I was thinking, you know, this is these guys' last start of the season. I could have done some kind of, you know, wrap up for each guy and his final turn through the rotation, but just not there. I'm just not in that mindset because with the playoffs coming up, that's what I'm focused on. I'm not ready to wrap up this season. I'm not ready to do any final episodes, wrap-up episodes, because we still have got exciting baseball ahead of us, and we got to keep some energy going at Progressive Field leading into that series. I know it's going to be wild on Friday. I can't believe it, but we don't know who our opponent is yet with two games to go. Seattle still has a game-and-a-half lead, so in theory, if Tampa Bay wins the next two and Seattle loses the next two, which they both lost yesterday to teams they should be beating, uh, ooh, does Seattle have a doubleheader today? Seattle does have a doubleheader today. Well, that's going to make things interesting. So uh, there's still time to figure this thing out and this thing to work itself out. So it still could be Seattle or Tampa Bay, even though it's looking like Tampa Bay right now. So I'm not ready to wrap anything up. I'm not ready to summarize anything because this season isn't over. We got playoff baseball coming up in Cleveland, and I am excited. All right. Again, the final in this one, though, we'll labor through this Kansas series City, uh, this Kansas City series together. Uh, again, the final uh, from Progressive Field. It's the Royals 5, the Guardians 2. You can follow me on Twitter at Davey Barris. You can email the show at Mornings at gmail.com. Let me know your thoughts on the game. Let me know your thoughts on this team going into the playoffs, and we'll discuss it on the show. Also, I'm hosting this podcast on Anchor, so if you go to anchor.fm forward slash Mornings, you can leave a voicemail for the show. We'll play them back in the air, respond to your thoughts, and we'll have a fun conversation amongst the fans about baseball. So thanks again for joining me on this Cleveland Baseball Morning.